Good morning, Melbourne. Chrissy, Sam and Brownie on Nova 100. Uh, Brian Brown, one of our favourite guests, will be on the show today at about 8. Good morning. Unless you've been living under a rock, you would be across the case of missing Northern Beaches woman Lynn Dawson, who disappeared in 1982, mm-hmm. allegedly just walked away from her young family and husband, never to be seen again. Um, a lot of her family believed that she was murdered, and yesterday... Her husband at the time, Chris Dawson, was arrested on the Gold Coast um, and is expected to be charged with the murder of his then-wife, Lynn. We have her niece on the phone right now. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. Now, you uh, contacted me a few months ago saying, look, have you heard about this podcast, The Teacher's Pet? Um you know, it's a, it's about my auntie. You should have a listen. And, of course, I did along with – I've lost track of how many millions of people. I think it's 27 at the moment. 27 yeah. million. Jesus. Yeah, people are, are now fully invested in the case of your, your missing, presumed murdered auntie. What was yesterday like for your family to see this man – um, being arrested and, you know, we expect that he's going to be charged with the murder. Yeah, we, we actually didn't know it was happening. So we, uh, my mum and dad got the call yesterday morning uh, to let them know that he'd, he'd been brought into custody uh, and then they called my brother and I to let us know. Uh, and it was just shock because none of us were expecting it. I think we've all gone for so long with no result. We all just sort of, I guess, for our own preservation, had expected that nothing was going to happen again. So we were just prepared to plod along and have nothing happen. So we are all completely shocked and then just massive relief. That's an extraordinary thing. It's an extraordinary thing for so many people to live with for nearly 40 years is this unresolved disappearance of somebody who you all loved very much. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, I wasn't born... So I've never had the chance to get to meet her, which is a real shame. But you can see it, particularly in her siblings. Like, mm. they, they miss having their sister around. I, I can't even imagine. I think about if my brother went missing, what that would be like. And I just, I can't. No. Has there ever been any doubt, Renee? Sorry, this is Brownie, Renee. Um, has, yeah, there yeah. Ever, has there ever been any doubt uh, in your family uh, that it was Chris Dawson? I think initially because he was obviously a well-loved and accepted member of the family. They just believe what, what they were telling them. Mm. So, you know, he was saying, no, she's walked out, she's done this, she's done that, I've called these people. And we now know with with a bit of hindsight that he was just spinning all these lies and everything's just slowly come unravelled over time and, and they have realised that the most likely person to have done something would be him. Now, what are, can you give us an insight into... What has tied the case together or what's given the police the confidence to arrest Chris? It seems to me there's two key witness statements have come forward uh, to be able to tie it together. Can you give us any further insight? I cannot. I know exactly as much as you guys do. You probably know more, to be honest, because um, I, I spent yesterday on my phone talking to people and I haven't actually had a chance to catch up with with the news around the case. So I think you guys know more than I do. Well, apparently, about that. Uh, apparently one of the witness statements was... The, uh, the 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 schoolgirl, mm. Joanne Curtis, uh, yes. his girlfriend okay. that has actually moved in only days after Lynn's disappearance. disappearance. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's obviously, you know, two sides to every story, as, as you know, as, as they say. And uh, 
Chris Dawson's family, um, blood family, are saying that uh, he is innocent and uh, there is irrefutable proof that Lynn was still alive well after the the day that she disappeared, which kind of, you know, knocks the story on the head. What do you think <laughs> about that? I think it's now just a matter for the courts. They can decide, yeah, what they think. We'll go with that. Which um, which sibling is your parent of Lynn's? Yeah, so my dad is Greg Sims, so Lynn's youngest brother. Right, and so what was his reaction yesterday at, at this um, news? He uh, he was ecstatic, but really, really emotional. So I think he was on the verge of tears quite a lot yesterday, just just out of pure relief. It's amazing. It finally happened. And what, yeah. what do you make of all these podcasts? You know, the the case of Maria James was opened last week. The yeah. the mother of two that was murdered in her Thornbury mm. bookshop. These podcasts are really changing the, the face of of justice. They really are. I'm I'm a massive fan of podcasts, and I love a true crime podcast. Mm. And strangely enough, I never even considered that Lynn's case could be. A podcast, right? It just hadn't crossed my mind. Um, so the fact that it's resulted in essentially an arrest is just unbelievable. Renee, so what was it like before the podcast, though, Renee? What was the interest well, like in the case? Yeah, so we'd, we'd sort of get contacted maybe once every couple of years by some big news station that had run a news story or something like that. But it was really just a flash in the pan. We'd sort of, you know, do that and then. There wasn't really a lot of, I guess, continual public interest. But with the podcast, because it's been weekly and people have been getting on board as as the series has been progressing and the media has just been fantastic in mm. getting Lynn's story out there, it's just, it's like nothing we've ever experienced before. And you think the podcast is the main reason for the, the motivation for the police to get involved? Was there, was there, did police try and get involved before the podcast? Police were involved before the podcast. But I think just the immense public interest surrounding the podcast put extra pressure on them. I heard Rachel. So they, I heard Rachel Brown talking. She's the journalist that uh, is behind the Trace podcast, the Maria James uh, podcast, and she said, "Truly, it's the community that is going to solve these crimes." Mm. And, yeah, exactly. And it's not the police's fault that the cases go cold because there's only so much one small group of police can do. But with reach, like you said, of $27 million, that that is like the ultimate, you know, milk carton. It's the ultimate advertisement where people start thinking, oh, what did I see? Maybe I was in Thornbury, uh, you know, on that day. And, you know, it's working. It's really exactly. remarkable. Yeah. Well, we, we wish you and uh, your family... Um, all the best for this continuing journey. I think it's going to get pretty hairy from here on in, but uh, how wonderful that, that something is happening. Yeah, we welcome the hair. Bring it on. Mm. As long as this gets resolved, I think we're just, yep, Absolutely. going one day at a time, but get us through it. Yeah. yeah. All the best, Renate. Fascinating. Chrissy, Sam and Brian.